when I was in Seattle, I met some of Jared's friends, some of his baby friends, his friends who have babies. Uh, he has explicit friends for that reason now because he has a baby. So his friends are with babies. Yeah, he's friends with babies. Like his friends, like, he only has his friends because like his baby is friends with another baby. So yeah. it's like he's he's like a second degree friend. He- no, we we were all friends before the babies, and then we all just had babies together. Oh, you had babies together. <laughs> <laughs> but. We show up to this brewery because Jared texted his buddies like, hey, we're going to this brewery. Let's go hang out. And we show up and hop out of the car at the same time as like some of his friends. And then uh, he goes, hey, guys, uh, this is my friend Jake. And one of them goes, oh, bad riffs, Jake. And I was like, oh, no. Hell yeah, brother. That's the first time. That's the first time somebody has known who I am and has also heard a lot of ridiculous things that I've said. Uh, in public, but doesn't know me personally, was not excited about that situation. I'm not gonna lie, I couldn't, I couldn't handle it. I yeah. love that you get all the awkward friendship, like new friend stuff, out of the way. They already know. Yeah, it's great. It's like you've heard me make a dick joke on a podcast, so like we can just get all the subtleties out of the way. <laughs> all the yeah. niceties. All the niceties. <laughs> I, I made the realization that I essentially have two categories of close friends, and it's either people that I am actively doing a podcast with or people that i am comfortable telling i'm actively doing a podcast (laughs) yeah (laughs) everyone Uh, else is second class to that (laughs) a similar question similar question i believe everyone here has a partner of some sort but jared jared does not allow his partner to listen to the podcast do we allow them? I don't. That's a weird phrasing, Jake. Yeah. No, uh, you said she's not. She said she's not allowed to. Is what she said. <laughs> Does she not give her allowance if she listens? Exactly. No. I. She's <laughs> definitely allowed. I think she was just using that as cover to. to oh, she me. just doesn't care, and that was her <laughs> excuse. Well, my wife listens to every podcast, uh, probably because she knows all you guys. Uh, but every time we talk about like music or recording too much, she's like, boring. Skip What's ahead, next? 30 seconds. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, gotta, I gotta hear something stupid that Jesse says, but that's uh, not about music. <laughs> too serious. Moving I, on. I, uh, my wife has listened, I know. I don't know if she was like mm. every podcast or every week she listens or if she even listens to the whole podcast when she does. So, but, so she's allowed to. Yes, I do allow her to. It's actually the only time I let my daughter hear my voice is um, <laughs> playing her my podcast. Yeah, she gets used to it that way. <laughs> it's EQ'd better. <laughs> what about you, Jesse? Uh, I hope she doesn't. <laughs> if, if she has, we haven't talked about it. <laughs> she's so ashamed after hearing it one time that she's like, I'm never bringing this, this up again. This is my boyfriend? What we're, never, we're never talking about this ever again. <laughs> That's exactly how I'd prefer it. <laughs> <laughs> could, you, could you imagine dating and being like, yeah, I have a podcast. <laughs> like, yeah, even just saying that word, that would be, uh, be rough. Mood killer right there. You could lead with the band, lead with the band part, podcast part comes secondary. Hey, welcome to the show. We're Bad Wallpaper. We've got a plan to create an album in one year by writing some music every week. We'll take our favorites, expand them into full songs, and then record our album at the end of the year. You can follow along on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and wherever you get your podcasts. Please, if you're enjoying the show, subscribe and give us a review. Follow us on Twitter at bad underscore wallpaper and on Instagram as bad.wallpaper.com. <laughs> That's two times in a row you've messed up the last word only. Was that intentional? That like, no, no. you're going to be yanking our chain at this point. What's the Instagram, Jack? All right. And on Instagram at bad.wallpaper.com. <laughs> And on Instagram at bad.wallpaper.band. That's right. And welcome to the show. 
Oh, welcome to the show. Wow, like our running bits now are Jared has a weird voice when he does it. Uh, Jesse does it in NPR voice. You mess up the last word, and I just do it like a normal, cool guy, you know? <laughs> you don't sound cool when you do it. You I sound, sound like you're on 2 a.m. telecommercial, whatever, infomercial. No, no, I sound like I'm just speaking to the listeners, you know? I, I'm kind of, uh, I'm kind of just ushering them into the show. I'm hey. welcoming them. Hey. Hey. Welcome to the show. So I have like 30 minutes to figure out a respiration because I don't have one. That's the spirit. That's the real reason I'm postponing and <laughs> sabotaging our recording. You're just like kind of like killing time so you can come up with something. <laughs> He's just been sitting there just singing along in his head. He's like, oh, wait, never mind. I just figured it out. Wow, there you go. See what happens when you put your mind to something, Jared. You can accomplish so much. That was so fast. <laughs> yeah. We're all just trying to make Jake's wife laugh, and he doesn't <laughs> like that for some reason. We're doing it for Leah. We're all. Oh shit! Are we saying names? Sorry. No, you can do that. Okay. Yeah, we're all we're all trying to impress my wife. And how, about how funny and talented we She's are. She's the only one who actually listens to us. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's, it's us and my wife. <laughs> Apparently. My wife listens like 15 minutes every few weeks. Hey, that's better than most people. You know, the, the vast majority of the world have given us zero minutes. <laughs> that is very true. She's Come on, top, world. Come on, world. You gotta pump She's in the top like .001% of listeners of this podcast. Listen, world, we're trying to make this a career. <laughs> we're so close. So close. We're on the crisp. We're, we're, we're a couple listens away from pulling yeah. that trigger. Soon we can activate ambassador ads. We can start getting me undies promo codes. That's when we're really yeah. cooking. Oh, yeah. Podcast, pod, podcast listeners, we just want you to know we're, we're podcasters first. We, even if we have a <laughs> successful album... We'll, we'll never let the podcast die. The podcast will live forever. Yeah. And by being will... podcasters first, that means we're podcasters last. Like, we're true to ourselves, and the podcast is just an expression of our true oh, selves. Oh, no. Justin, I mean, you're too good like at this. More accurate. So, this past weekend was Jared's 30th birthday. Happy birthday. Happy birthday, old man. I think you're definitely the oldest one here. Yeah, since you guys, the rest of you all are Jake's friends. I'm assuming you're around the same age as, as that youngin, which yeah. makes me the uh, ODB. Yeah. It also makes you the boss. You're the boss of the band because you're the oldest. You're our big brother. <laughs> that explains so much of the dynamic. Yeah, it really does. You've taught us so many things as our big brother. I definitely have the most gray hair of the... Of the oh, band. that's for sure. But for Jared's birthday, uh, I surprised him. I was a birthday present. I was like a stripper in a birthday cake, and I popped out of it at the airport while Jared thought he was picking up his wife's friend. Uh, I totally got you, Jared. You had no clue. Yeah, I mean, I was blown away because picking up my wife's friends is a thing I do all the time <laughs> <laughs> from the airport. What are you? What are you laughing at? You're so helpful. <laughs> no, uh, yeah, L uh, L was like, yeah, we got to pick up my friend. She like left for for the week and she's back, and I'm like, okay, whatever. And so yeah, sitting there, I don't care. The arrivals <laughs> being annoyed because like. We were, she was supposed to be there like five minutes ago and like the, the cop's going to come tell me to move. <laughs> and uh, I look over and I like, huh, that guy kind of looks like Jake and like look back and then like double take. It is Jake. What? What? I mean, he got it on video. It'll be yeah. released to our Patreons. Just yeah. no one's seen that. No, it's going to be like one of those like dodo videos where like a uh, puppy is reunited with uh, <laughs> like its owner. It's going to be like 
Jared hasn't seen his friend in a year. <laughs> what is the like Facebook one like uh now this or now this? <laughs> yeah. And it's <laughs> Jared's turning 30, but he doesn't have any friends to celebrate with. <laughs> yeah. His friend was off at war against the patriarchy. <laughs> Yeah, but we had a nice little reunion there. Uh, I mean, basically, we spent the whole time just playing guitar. Uh, it yeah. was kind of funny to like fly across the country and then just sit down in your basement and play guitar and drink mm. beer. But I had the time of my life, and I owe it all to you. I did feel bad about. I was like, usually people like want to go out and sightsee and stuff, but I'm just gonna like, no, we're working on material. <laughs> material. The people are demanding demos. We're going to get some demos for the people. Yeah. So, yeah, we uh, took a couple of our uh, riff winners, dusted them off. Uh, it was I had to remember actually, how to play it, them. It was actually a process. I was like, I, I could, I mean, I remembered like the mindset I was in while writing it and like what I was like thinking about and like, kind of ideas i was playing with but i mean it was actually really hard to remember like the exact <laughs> notes and chord shapes i was using and stuff um, yeah we had to kind of re-remember yeah having having like the individual stems and like isolating like the bass line or like the left <laughs> guitar track or the right guitar track like that helped a lot <laughs> uh it also like yeah made me think like we should probably like add a little more to our process where we like document like what we are writing overrated (laughs) i mean i did figure it out like and once it like clicked in i was like oh yeah and it made sense and so i kind of think that that will always be possible like it will always just come back to me but and maybe if it doesn't like what comes from trying to figure it out will actually be better i don't know so We'll see. Maybe laziness is a virtue, but there you go. We tried to, uh, you know, flesh those out. We went through the writing process a little bit. It helped that both of us had like we picked those songs that we had like lyrics and kind of a song structure to go from anyway. But what came from it like was pretty cool. Like how we changed the original vision. Mm. Uh, it was a good time, and I mean, most importantly, it was just amazing to be hanging out with. With my bud. Yeah, for sure, man. Uh, and we did some other stuff. We went out, hit some breweries. We got some food. You know, we had a good time. But uh, yeah, we're excited to get Jack on some of these, uh, get some good drums laid down. Uh, hopefully, we'll be sharing them pretty soon. Uh, very excited to get some more music oh, yeah. out there. This is going to be so much fun. But also, uh, if anyone noticed, I don't know if anyone noticed, but the last episode came out late. Sorry. I was busy. We were hanging out. Whoopsie. Stuff was going on. Can Sorry, only edit people. so much on an airplane. Yeah, you can. If it sounds louder, it's because I was editing on an airplane, and it's like <laughs> could barely hear anything. So that that might make a bit of a difference in the editing process. Not gonna lie. Unlike some of our listeners, Jake doesn't have the rise and grind mindset. So <laughs> he couldn't both hang out with Jared and edit uh, this episode over the weekend. So. Um, Please forgive him for, uh, you know, his different priorities in life. Right. And if you want to learn more about the rise and grind mindset, you can follow Jesse on LinkedIn. <laughs> uh, he talks about how he got his beautiful Volvo and big plants uh, through his rise and grind mindset. <sighs> rise and grind mindset. You can learn more about it at Venmo Jesse dash Kipe. Buy me a beer. Every $5 you send me, I will give you a, a snippet of wisdom. What's an example, Jeff? Fr- just, I guarantee you, it will be the freshest wisdom that you've ever encountered. <laughs> it, it will be straight from my mind. It will be a thought never, never having occurred to me before. And it will be genuinely and earnestly shared with you. So, one of the conversations Jake and I had while we were hanging out, we were, we actually went to a show and it was interesting. I was 
really excited for it and didn't know that I was going to be taking Jake to it. I kind of, and that made me a little apprehensive because I wasn't sure. Like I knew it was a big band for me. Like it was one of my favorite albums of the year a few years ago. It was the Beths. Really, really like uh, Future Me Hates Me by them. And I wasn't sure like if it, you know, was going to be a good show for Jake or not. Like, and more of so just like, was it a good use of, you know, several hours of the limited amount of time that I had to hang out with them? But we went, had a good time. I mean, the whole like COVID show thing right now too is like weird, kind of takes you out of that like space, the mindset a little bit. So I'm going to blame like most of, you know, just like the general vibe on that. But, uh, but it also, we had a good conversation because it just made us think like what it, it it's it's really interesting where you have to be in life to be able to like tour for that particular like market like that that size of a crowd that venue size because i mean it's probably like maybe a you know three to five hundred person venue i don't know even that what do you think jake yeah it was maybe that big but like two maybe more like two to three hundred mm-hmm. yeah so one of the like i mean it's like small I would say like mid, small to mid-sized venues in Seattle. Yeah. Um, so you know, like especially split with like a four-person band, and you've got your you know touring crew. Like the economies of that are just really rough, and uh, <laughs> but really, what provoked the conversation was the opener because that's like a whole nother level. You know, like you're not even like the band that's bringing in the bucks. You're just pretty much there for exposure and it's got to be hard to like be in that position as a band like you're you're either making sacrifices because you know you really believe in it and you think it's going to go somewhere or you know in some instances like you have certain support outside of the band you know that like helps you along um it just it, it made us think like where are we at as a band you know like we we all have careers so <laughs> that makes it a lot harder um i think it's i think our uh options really would just be a like you know really targeted like tour schedule like where we pick weekends to like fly out and like do a gig and fly back and probably like just hope to break even on the like travel <laughs> but like and that way we could like get the exposure and like, you know, get out there, but not have to commit to like a multi-month tour <laughs> and break from like our, our day jobs. Um, and that's really tough, you know? Well, yeah. I mean, it's really hard cause it's like, uh, I have a certain level of comfort. I think just like that I expect and I'm married and I have an apartment and, a day job and all this crazy stuff. It's like, I, I, I would have to have a certain amount of success before I would even be able to, you know, even maintain my lifestyle. And like, is that even possible to attain while also not being 100% like in, you know, it's hard. Like, do you have to like kind of take a big swing and, and land it? And if you don't, you just wipe out or is there a way to like, somehow get up to that point where it's like you're balancing it but also uh, maintaining some sort of fan base so paraphrasing a quote i saw today by georgia o'keefe essentially said like to create your own world and art takes courage and i i mean kind of what the the courage i see is like you're i mean the real courage you're like my life and how it's working like i'm gonna take a risk that what my little thing that i think i'm creating that is interesting is 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 worth putting all that on the line for and you know that becomes a lot more complicated whenever you have people dependent on you yeah like a child yeah no definitely and uh I mean, at that point, it's not even just, like, a question of courage. It's a question of, like, you know, are you being negligent? So that puts things into perspective. Um, Yeah, I don't know. 
it's kind of a downer conversation because no, like, like, what, what, what can we actually achieve <laughs> with this band? But I mean, I think the whole idea behind like the podcast element of it is like we recognize that we can't take a traditional path to do anything, you know, like I wish we could just all get together and go gig on the weekends or whatever and, and use that as the way to dip our toes into the water. But uh, it's just not possible with where we all are. But I think we we figured, hey, it's, you know, let's just have some fun. Let's give it a go and do something a little different and see what happens. But uh, we recognize that that may or may not be a way to, you know, balance things in a way that, that leads to success. No, I definitely agree with what you were saying, though. It's weird finding that untraditional lifestyle and figuring out how you can make it work with uh, your current lifestyle and kind of figure out what the balance, what the sacrifices you need to make, especially if you're not in a job that's like, you know, uh, has you traveling a lot. What? Because I've been listening to you. You like pina coladas? It's a good one. It's a good song. We we actually had that on a playlist in college, and our roommate would just shuffle the playlist over and over and over again in like our study room. And every time the pina colada song came on, we had to stop studying and go make pina coladas. It was a great strategy, actually. I need to do that at my house now. Jack's just going to make a playlist that's just the pina colada song. Yep, it's over and over again. <laughs> I can't help it. I got a drink. Yeah, well, can't work right now. I'm on pina colada. Hey, it's pina colada time. It's pina colada hour. Like, let's go. Yes, that's what I've been listening to this week. Is it really? I mean, I have listened to that song at some point this week, yes. But no. <laughs> okay, um, that's fair. Um, I've been listening to a bunch of Casey Musgraves this week. Ooh, yeah. I'm just I think I'm getting some FOMO I was supposed to go to the show in Nashville with my wife tomorrow but I gotta go out of town so I can no longer make that show so she's been listening to it getting pumped for the show I've been listening to don't it don't worry Jack I'll go that's fine Chelsea loves you you can go with Chelsea yeah. come on down to Nashville have fun go for it but yeah so that would be great some Casey just her new album it's different it's much mm-hmm. weirder but, you know, I still like it, though. I think it's great. I've been listening to it a lot. And that's what's your, what I... What's your what? favorite Casey Musgraves album? My favorite album? Yeah. Um, Same trailer, different part. That's, like, the most, like, I would say, like, classically country one. Oh, oh without a doubt, the most. In, like, like... Yeah. Definitely, like, in an endearing way, you know? Because I'm definitely, like, a Golden Hour fan. But I think oh, I that, mean, I, that debut is insane. You know, that was her first album, and yeah. it just blew up. Yeah, no, Golden Hour is great. Uh, Chelsea and I went to go see that tour when it came through Nashville. Mm. And it was, it was a lot of fun. Love it. Lack of confetti, case. though. Not enough confetti. Not enough confetti? Did Not you expect enough. a lot of confetti? Uh, I, no, it was just when they shoot, shot the confetti cannons off. Like, the coverage was just horrible. It was, it, we just needed more. And that's, yeah, not enough confetti, man. We, they yeah. just needed more confetti. If you're going to do it, you need, I want confetti all over that damn arena. Yeah, don't have ass up. No, exactly. If you're going to go full confetti, you're going to full ass you're that drop, confetti. You're dropping it from the rafters, you know? Drop, oh yeah, you're doing anything <laughs> you can to get that confetti to every seat in that arena. Absolutely. You better walk, you better walk back home and then find confetti in your underpants. Yes, exactly. So, yeah, great album, though. Yeah, sorry you're missing the show, man. That's always you know, a you know, I'm going to another show, so it's going to be fun. Hey, that's true. You're not, you're not missing out on shows. No, I'm, I'm getting the shows in, brother. <laughs> no, but if you're in Atlanta, Georgia, this uh, show already happened, but come see Teddy at night. <laughs> so, I'm going to be the new music ambassador this week. Nice. I, I'm loving new music, guys. Have you guys ever checked out new music? Cool. Never heard it before. Kind of a big deal. I've heard of this before, you know, everyone else. But I was checking out the new Black Country New Road album, Ants from Up There. Did any of you guys check that new album out? Can't say I have. I checked out in a way that I definitely broke one of the Ten Commandments. <laughs> 
Which I one? checked out so much that I checked in. Wow. Wow. But I actually was not a huge fan of their first album. It came out, I think, last year. It never quite clicked for me, but I, I listened to this new album, and uh, immediately I think I was hooked by this album. It's got a lot of really poppy hooks, but a lot of interesting instrumentation that they're kind of known for from the first album. Uh, but I think this has been the, the, my favorite new album of the year so far. I'm, I'm really loving this album. I keep going back to it every time I'm looking for something to listen to. Uh, so, I mean, it's really sad to hear that they, their lead singer and guitarist uh, left the band right before the album came out. It just adds to kind of like the interesting kind of lore of this album, but I uh, hope he's doing okay. And I hope uh, Black Country New Road is able to keep it up because I think this album is fantastic. Sick. Yeah. We'll have to give him a listen this week on the uh, old Spotify. Yeah. It's a really cool combination of, I mean, there's saxophone, piano, guitar, indie, you know, music, but like, it's like all of the band is contributing equal parts. Yeah. But it is curious because it's all anchored by the direction of the the vocals and the the lyrics and so without that like you know what do they do how do they perform those songs live uh it's uh yeah i mean maybe it'll be something even better uh i saw a discussion about it and they're like uh you know a couple bands pink floyd uh that's a great that's a great one you know got a little a little you know, they changed, but like maybe even reached higher heights after uh, yeah. a, a, a significant band member left. Uh, I'm rooting for them. And uh, if they need a baritone kind of singer who can maybe play guitar, uh, you know, maybe could fake a British accent enough to sound British when they're singing, uh, just just give me a call, uh, Black Country New Road. Uh, I'm, I'm, I'm patiently waiting. You'll be there. I feel like if you're from the Rust Belt, you can, you basically get the Black Country New Road uh, <clears throat> shade of being British, and you you just be like the the neoliberal decline, of, <laughs> the factory worker vibe of like yeah. Northern England. I think I can I can pull it off. Jesse, what have you been listening to? Um, this last week I was on a walk listening to some early like emo hardcore bands. Uh, <laughs> what? You just yawned into the mic. Oh, does that sound? In the middle bad? of you talking. <laughs> <laughs> like, can you guys teach me a lesson and yawn into the mic so I can hear how it sounds? <laughs> Please, I'm not kidding. I don't even know how it sounds. It sounds like you're so bored. <laughs> I'm kind of sleepy. Like, don't yawn <laughs> into the fucking mic. While Can you're someone talking? please yawn into the mic for me? Yeah, I was taking a walk, a walk and I was listening to this band. <laughs> We always are on a walk this week. I don't, I don't have anything this week. Uh, <laughs> I've been listening to music. I've been listening to oh, man, Moss make- Icon and... Uh, Jared's Googling how to kick your friends out of a podcast. <laughs> Jared is googling how to kick some other guy's friends out of your podcast. (laughs) So I was, so I saw Jesse. You were listening to Unwound, and I was excited because we have this like band band Spotify playlist going where we're adding like a song a day. Wait, are you talking about Unwound or Waste? Was oh no. Am I like forgetting like com- clobbering two different bands? No, there's definitely wipers. Unwound, oh. but there's also wipers. wipers. I was talking about wipers. Oh, did I add a ton of wipers? Because that feels right. 
Yeah, yeah. Okay. Well, I'm talking about wipers. You you have unwound. I just thought unwound was wipers. Oh, I've been listening to a ton of wipers lately as well. <laughs> no, I added, I added wipers. Yeah, I added, you, did, you both added wipers like within a day of each other. It was a week, but. Oh, yeah. Oh, nice, Jared. I think we're on the same page. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Long story short, I'm stupid, and that has nothing to do with what Jesse wanted to talk about tonight, but. Wipers are cool. Yeah, I I was talking to another friend about wipers, uh, and I think what he said is true: is that it, you know, it just they sound so, um, they sound so like timeless, uh, and I think that just goes to show just like how singular that band is. Of like, I could I could hear you know a Wipers album today for the first time and it's like oh this does this does not sound like dated i mean there are tons of bands that are like that throughout history but it feels like one of them yeah that was definitely my thought too i mean it immediately made me think of cloud nothings but then other songs like they were like oh this is like that like perfect like kind of punk sound that i like and I realized, like, it came out earlier than, like, a lot of the punk that I like. So, you know, they they kind of established a lot of the sounds, but uh, don't necessarily have that recognition. Wipers, check it out. So yeah, I guess I kind of hijacked is, like, there. I looked them up a, a little bit, um, or was looking up the band, and the front man is, like, intentionally exclusive, never wanted to commercialize wipers at all never wanted to uh tour um and didn't want to work with labels eventually worked with labels did that for as briefly as he could and you know hasn't you know basically hasn't left us uh hasn't left arizona since so um i was like oh that's one way to do it that had never occurred to me before i would never thought about that career path yeah that obstinate. I mean, very could could be us. Could be us. There we go. One day. All right. I've been listening to some good old Husker Du. There you go. Some Bob Mold and Sugar. Specifically, I was spending a lot of time with Sugar's main out al- uh, like first album, biggest album, Copper Blue. So Husker Du, they essentially established this like hardcore punk scene in Minneapolis in the eighties. And according to their biography, pretty much they and REM were responsible for like underground indie music, like swelling up into such a big thing in the late eighties and really like pushing forward, like that whole alternative genre that became even bigger with Nirvana and everything. Um, and obviously in the conversation is the replacements, which their replacements have always been one of my favorite bands, just like period. And Husker Du is cited as like a inspiration for the replacements because they're both, uh, Minneapolis bands and, uh, Oh, Jake, is that true? I don't know. Yeah. Wait, who, okay. wait no. Okay. Replacements, I don't think are from Minneapolis. Well, they're from Minnesota. Oh uh, no! Let's find out. One. If we're gonna, two. you know, you would think like being a band, a music podcast where we talk about music, we'd research Minneapolis, this Minnesota. There you go. Yeah. Okay. They are Minneapolis. Minnesota. I knew they were like part of the same scene, and like, mm. like they crafted their sound, you know, like at, after them early on. And Husker Du is much more like hard, kind of edged. Yeah. And the replacements had that like beatlesque poppiness that like always shown through uh but bob mold who is like one half of the songwriting force of husker du he after husker du broke up uh f- did a few solo things and then formed sugar and uh, recorded their first album in the uk and uh yeah copper blue it it's i forgot like some of the singles off the album like you're just like, oh yeah, that's like great song. Um and they're just I mean, they're really really good jams. I got to see Bob Mold play 
2016, 17 in uh, the Cal Jam Music Festival. And it was just, it was interesting because he played like a tiny set, you know, to like side stage, not very many people. And to me, he's this like huge inspirational, like, like foundational kind of rock god. But uh, that's how it goes. Anyway, yeah, sure. spent some time with that this week. It's good stuff. Good. Nice. Very good. We did it. We got through it for the most part. Guys. Nice. Good job, everybody. We are the champions. Yeah, and so we talked a bit about how Jared and I were hanging out this weekend. We uh, did a lot of recording, so I think <laughs> I have a very stripped down song for mine. Heck yes. Uh, I have some good. I have some good lyrics. I'm actually really happy with how it turned out, but like it's real stripped down. Real stripped, stripped down. down. Chicken strip you, stripped Jared. down. Oh, it's this is this is so stripped. It's wouldn't even be legal in a strip club. This is so stripped it would take the paint right off a wall. This is so stripped it's it's uh it striped so the e right off the word strike. So stripped that it was it it would get James Harden through the door. Yeah. And honestly, I mean, I struggle with my respiration because I don't even know where this came from. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, and part of, like, I realized while I was playing it, there was, like, a chord that made me think of the band that was my respiration. And then I was, like, I went on a mission to, like, find the song that had that chord in it, and I couldn't find it. <laughs> so does it exist? Was it a figment of my imagination? I don't know. But... Hey. We're we're sticking with it. Oh, you got. Should I should I just go first then? What inspired me? The thing that inspired me this week was the sultry sounds of the band. (laughs) It's not freaking here. I know. I but I can't. You can say the Decemberists. I can't think and click at the same time. Uh, the band The Decemberists from Portland, Oregon. I feel like the Decemberists are the most Portland, Oregon band that has ever existed. Absolutely. Uh, and specifically, I decided to go with The Crane Wife 3. Okay, I actually feel better about it because there, there's a guitar part in that chorus <laughs> that does sound like my thing. There you go. But... I have Great like a whole different idea of like the direction for this to go, but the uh, way that I recorded this week, stripped down, it's acoustic, it's it's Decemberisty. So yeah, yeah, let's go. It's uh, it's acoustic week here on. <laughs> it's Rips. acoustic week. Also, it's like it's like when the science teacher comes in and shows you Bill Nye the Science Guy because he's hungover. <laughs> uh, it's acoustic week on Bad Rips. The best days. Right, everyone loves it. Everyone, all the kids are cheering, like, "Yes, Bill Nye Day again." Do you guys? Everyone out there is loving Acoustic Day on Bad Rips. Do you guys have any personal stories about the Decemberists? Honestly, I never like was a huge Decemberist guy. Kind of jumped straight to like Bon Iver. Uh, Decemberists were never really my jam, but like you kind of said it. It's like the quintessential Portland, Oregon band. Very uh, much so. That's that's just how I how I view them. It's like the uh, indie folk Portland band that like defines like oh what does indie folk sound like? Yeah, and the the interesting thing to me like they've really shook kind of that box, like the instrumentation. In some aspect, in, in some of their songs, and particularly like some of the ones that like were really popular early on, are very like, oh, we're old timey and it's interesting yeah. and quirky. <laughs> but like, that's not really like their bread and butter. And like, what has like stood the test of time is, uh, I don't know, a sound that's that's more varied than that. And yeah, they're good. Fuller. They're good. They're good. I think. But yeah, they're they're really good. I like them. Um, all right, so. Because, well, 
I, I don't need to tell <clears throat> the audience why the song is titled 80th Street, but that's what it is. That's and... what it is, folks. You have to deal with it. <clears throat> Google Drive can't play it. Just kidding. Jared lives on 419 80th <laughs> Street, everybody. Look him up, dox him. <laughs> Also, you are enjoying the sound of fresh strings, courtesy of Jake breaking the string on my acoustic guitar. <laughs> Sorry, I made your life a little harder. All right, so pretty sparse, but what do you guys think? I liked it a lot. Like, a lot. Um, I think I think it's just great. Uh, I think maybe, I mean, this is the first, the only stripped-down thing that I've heard from you, really, like... Just like acoustic guitar, not like, you know, with anything else. And I mean, it just sounded awesome. Yeah, I, I do think it had that kind of like 2000s indie folk, indie pop kind of drive to it. And I liked the, uh, I liked how twangy the guitar sounded. I think it had a lot of brightness to it that uh, sounded really nice. Only new strings can provide. Yeah, only, only new strings can provide that kind of twanginess to recording. Just needed a bass part that went. That would have really brought it all together. Mm-hmm. I can't wait to provide that for you. Well, thanks, guys. To fill your gaps so, yeah, with my bass. Like I was saying, I had a whole different, like, fuzzed out, chorusy, like, huge wall of sound idea of going with that. But you know. Taking it down a notch, like yeah, love it. could be like a inspirational kind of vector. <laughs> yeah, there you go. Like, I think everyone got a little burned out on indie folk once, like the Lumineers came around. Uh, but I think we have a little distance from that now. We can go back and respect our elders, like the Decemberists and Bill Bear and all that. And I think it was, uh, I think it was very pretty. Definitely. This is your only takes. Yeah, I like I I liked the change of pace from Jared. Like Jack said, I I hadn't heard something so stripped down from either of you. Um and yeah, it, it was nice to hear something so like uh gentle and fragile among like all the other tracks that we've heard, other riffs that we've heard. Enjoyed it. I'm always fragile, but that doesn't necessarily feel good in the track. Everywhere. <laughs> Well, prepare for more gentle and more fragile. Uh, we're coming at you now. Uh, I I tried just doing something real quick on the acoustic guitar, and honestly, I, I had like a little hook in head in my head, and once I started, you know, 
tracking the the chords and placing it placing it all down. Uh, it really reminded me of earlier tracks by Julian Baker. Uh, I think she really, especially in her earlier uh, kind of her first album, like Sprained Ankle, she has a lot of really cool tracks that are super stripped down, just like her voice and like a guitar. Uh, and I think that's something that is actually really like, like you're kind of saying the word like fragile earlier, Jesse, you know, it, it's very vulnerable to just kind of put yourself out there with like various sparse instrumentation, all that fun stuff. So I uh, chose Julian Baker and her song, uh, Everybody Does. That is a hell of a chorus. Yeah, I'll say my track was not quite this angsty. Not quite. Also, definitely not quite this depressing. Uh, a lot of Julian Baker's lyrics are you dissect them and you're like, oh, that is so sad. <laughs> I'll admit from a lyrical perspective, uh, I didn't quite tap into that this time. It's in there. Don't worry. Um, but I, I think she's just good at like laying out like a strong melody over like a car track and really speaking personally and emotionally. And that's something I really love about Julie. Yeah. This is a solid track. Solid tune. Solid <laughs> jingle. Good track. So, Ju- go ahead. Julian Baker always kind of made me think of, like, the kind of sound of, like, so, I mean, I grew up playing, like, worship music, you know? Like, worship bands yeah. and, like, evangelical youth groups and stuff and it just reminded me so much of the sound of like the really strong like female vocalists that we'd have that like had that yearning and mm-hmm. you know like playing song you know singing songs that like written my like hill song and stuff that were like carrie job yeah. like and i always thought like i love this music and how it sounds it makes me feel and then like I don't know, but then, you know, I, I, I was like, but, like, why does it have to be always just about, like, church? Why does it always just have to be about this specific, you know, application? Mm-hmm. And I really felt like when I first heard Julian Baker, it, like, immediately just took me to that same place. And, like, and then finding out she kind of had that similar background, like, and I don't know, just made me like it even more well actually that's not true my first reaction was like <laughs> kind of like she did it so well i was like okay but i'm kind of over it now and then like, <laughs> i had to come back around to it i don't need any more of that yeah but but i like julian baker a lot um in small doses now but, but like i mean it is a lot like it, she, it it's like heavy stuff she she works with it's it's very raw very raw no it's very raw oh interesting (laughs) yeah so yeah it's very very let me flip my bangs uh so i'll say i i accidentally wrote a whole song so sorry i'm gonna subject you guys to like three minutes uh i think it was like i was i flew home from seattle uh, I got off the plane at like twelve thirty in the morning, you know, and Jeez. like it was like it's a super weird feeling to be in, like an empty airport. I took the train home and like I was like sitting on like an empty train, like passing out, and I was just like, man, I just want to get home, you know. And so I I kind of wrote a little hook, uh, and then just kept writing. Took me probably like 30 minutes while I was just like half passed out on the train, trying to make sure I didn't miss my stop. Uh, and then I spent like 30 minutes like coming up with the chord progression for it because I kind of had an idea in my head and I was like, yeah, yeah, I'll just throw something down. And then I recorded it in one take. So that's that's what I got for you guys. Took yeah. me, you know, probably less time than my other tracks, but I don't like just banged out a whole song. Heck yeah, let's go. One, two, three, four.
There's no decent food in the airport after midnight. I guess I'll find something when I get home. Just three more stops till I transfer on subway. I hope I don't fall asleep. Wake up late How long before I get to you How long before I get to you I guess I really just should have called a taxi But that's 50 bucks that I'm never getting back Living empty, nipping, can rolling back and forth on the floor I guess I wouldn't trade it for the How long before I get to you? How long before I get to you? with the uh, little recording at the end there. there you go i actually that was actually what the train conductor said that night because it was like one in the morning it was like the last train and he just said have a good night everyone <laughs> like a boston accent and i was like i love this guy he rocks oh yeah <laughs> uh lots of things i really liked about that right, very julian baker-esque <laughs> uh the line about the <laughs> Can rolling across the floor. Um, yeah, specifically a whippet can. Like oh no! Like. <laughs> 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 it was like you know the little like whipped cream cans yeah. that are like rolling back oh, and forth yeah. on the train floor. Oh no! <laughs> oh yes. <clears throat> I like the specificity. Yeah. So. You took one public transit ride and you wrote a song. Like I feel like every if every public transit ride resulted in a a song being written, be great. There would be no more war. (laughs) (laughs) I would have a lot more songs because I love the train. I'm just hanging out on the train these days. And you're not getting that fifty bucks back if you take a cab. No, you're not. Not getting that money. That is, is that really what happens when you pay for things. Think how many whippets you could buy with that fifty bucks. <laughs> a lot. But like, you ever like get a cab from the airport? They always upcharge you, oh, and yeah. like, like especially when you start from the airport. If you're going to the airport, sometimes you know you can get off in like thirty five, forty bucks. But like, if you start at the airport, you're getting you're getting screwed. It's not going to go well for you. So it's probably like fifty bucks. It's no fun. That's a lot. It's not fun. Until so Uber monopolizes it, then it'll be like three hundred bucks. Right, it'll be way worse. It'll only get worse. <laughs> no, I think relatable is the biggest the word that I think of the most. Like you were you wrote some really relatable lyrics. I liked just the that writing style of 
like telling a story. Um, the course was was great. Like, yeah, I could hear like harmonies coming in. You know, it's like. Mm. <laughs> Um, yeah, I kept wanting to like try and put like a big build in it or something like that. I was like, no, I don't have time for that. I'm I'm one track in it. <laughs> There's nothing else. No more. I yeah. loved it. I thought it was great all around. Um, I will say you did not make the most fun drum song for a song for a drummer. I guess I should say. Well, but... that's what I'm saying is I think I think there's room for like a a big band feel to that. Like, like I mean, uh, I don't think there's anything wrong with way. having a slower like stripped down song like that right record. that's when the like, drummer I mean, yeah that's when the drummer like goes and like gets a bottle of water and kind of like you know bottle of beer and a yeah, pee yeah. and a re yeah. up the beer yeah they, every drummer needs that song yeah checks the hydraulics to make sure the skillet <laughs> drum drummer flying over the audience thing works yeah. <laughs> absolutely we gotta get one of those that's like number guys. one on the toilet. Yeah, like number one. Club. We're not buying crap before we buy this thing, guys. <laughs> Hydraulic drum. Not lift. buying anything else. Not a trailer. Nothing. Yeah, I don't know. I I, I did have a fun time doing the uh, the old acoustic week. Jared and I kind of were like, okay, we we gotta strip this back. We can't we can't go too hard this week. We're too too uh, busy. And uh, I think it worked out okay. I think it was a good week to uh, try some new stuff out. Try different sounds. Yeah. Fun. Yeah, absolutely. Both the tracks were good. Let's build them into songs and let's vote on a. Oh, oh, never mind. We'll get to that when we vote. All right, never mind. Yeah, that's later. <laughs> that's a different episode when yeah. we do that. Yeah. I mean, really, like, I mean, this week, Jake and I both like spent time thinking about like, <laughs> you know, actually writing a full song and not just a riff and. A lot of that comes from the songwriting, like the like lyric writing, the melody writing aspect of it, yeah. which is tough whenever like really only one of us is a vocalist. Uh, Baitable that one <laughs> of us is a vocalist. Sounded beautiful. <laughs> so, well, Your Honor. just wait until I'm Overruled. feeling brave enough to like <laughs> post my own vocals on yeah. something, and then like you can really compare. Yeah, so, I mean, that's, it's just interesting. And, like, I know I write differently whenever I'm writing with a, a vocal of mine. And then when, <laughs> when I'm not, I'm like, this is cool. I bet somebody could be maybe inspired by this to write cool <laughs> lyrics over it. And But, like, Someone that's else's not... problem. <laughs> that's not really... Yeah, it's really just passing the buck. And then, like, it doesn't really work that way because, like, Jake can just listen to it and be like, I have no idea. So, like, nothing I'm going to do with this. So, it's important. And it's just really cool, like seeing like Jake like kind of take the reins on that, and you know, it inspires me to like think more deeply in that direction to like put things together that could be full songs. I don't know, but uh, I can definitely contribute lots of uh, experimental. Delay feedback, non <laughs> We didn't even talk about it, but so the opener in in the show that Jake and I went to go yeah. see, they had a keyboardist <laughs> who twice in the set, very like at specific moments in the song, like like changed their whole like I don't know. It was like they were like. We've received new programming instructions. <laughs> and like turned away from the keyboard and walked over to the lead guitarist and then like bent down very like dramatically and then started like messing with settings on the guitarist pedals to make like the delay feedback. And then like when they were done, they like stood up, kind of like smiled, and then went back to the keyboard. <laughs> <laughs> This person was on a mission. Every every act was deliberate. <laughs> oh boy! If slightly robotic. It was a lot of fun. That was that was our favorite part. So Jesse, what we're saying is, do you want to be our do you want to be our knob tweaker? You wanna you wanna come and <laughs> you wanna tweak, tweak our, our knobs? knobs for us? I'm honored that you've asked. Uh, 
and I'm humbled to say yes if you have me tweak your knobs. I mean, well, hold on, hold on. Let's let's back it up a little bit. I need, I'm gonna need to see a resume. <laughs> uh, what's your experience tweaking knobs? <laughs> Buddy, I've been opening and closing doors practically all my life. <laughs> all right. Thanks for coming to our podcast. All right. Ooh, baby. We got a lot. <laughs> what a ride. That was the least what productive. A, what a journey. Uh, I'm proud of us all. Uh, you can follow us on Twitter at bad underscore wallpaper. Instagram at bad.wallpaper.band. Uh, keep an eye out. We're going to hopefully be getting some demos going soon. Uh, some more tracks coming on independent websites that aren't just podcasts. Uh, so if you want to keep listening to tracks, yeah, uh, follow along on your favorite social media platforms and podcast platforms. Thanks, everybody. Thanks, everybody.